is all eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is L.A. Williams, the blind master. And across from me, I got my main man, Mr. Kareem R. Ellis. Because understand, a lot of people spend uh, 40 hours a week doing something that they were never called to do. <laughs> they were never designed to do. Let's start with some of the highlights. First of all, Les Brown. I'm curious. <laughs> I caught Mr. Brown's attention. There was a standing ovation. There was an invitation back to the hotel room. And then the mentorship ensued. You were extremely polished, articulate communicator and speaker. That very snake that bit me and threatened to take my life, when I received it on the opposite end, I understood that I became the living, breathing epitome of anti-venom. That means it was my job to take the journey that threatened to take me out and then walk around and help others that were going through the very same thing. Got my music. That's where we come from, ladies and gentlemen. This is L.A. Williams, the blind master. And across from me, I got my main man, Mr. Sean V. Bradley, CSP. What's going on, Mr. Bradley? Yo, this is this is SVB and the place to be and the place to be is against all eyes. And man, L.A., I got a special treat today. <laughs> we, we got somebody that is truly personifies, you know, the whole concept of the show about against all odds from coming from the bottom, you know, from being homeless, from going through that struggle, from persevering and not only just trying to survive, he had the audacity to turn around and become an entrepreneur, a professional speaker and yep. author and consulting for publicly traded multi-billion dollar companies. What do you say about that, LA? You say about it's, that. It's crazy because like, you know, for you, like why in the world would a publicly traded, you know, multi-billion dollar company allow someone who was homeless to you know coach them why would they let somebody from prison you know that was locked up for three years why would they let these people coach them why would they let a blind guy come in and you know give them any kind of direction it's like why why, why would they do something like that well there is Simple. a reason and we're going to share it with you go ahead John, talk to us because we get results mm. period Listen, these people understand, again, they're going to go to the people that have the information, the resources, the tactician. I mean, he's the author of GPS. <laughs> again, think about that for a second. It's not like, you know, Magellan and looking at, at the North Star for direction. These companies are looking for that GPS precision guidance to success. That's why. Yeah. You know what's crazy, GPS though? GPS, my success. Yeah, hell yeah. We met this man off of Clubhouse. Yo, shout out to Clubhouse. If you're not in Clubhouse, uh, I don't know what's wrong with you. Social media is the number one form of communication on planet Earth, and Clubhouse is lit. LA, right or wrong, man? Absolutely, man. Listen, I'm telling you, it's, it's, you get to know people so much better. You know, people faking fraud on uh, Facebook and Instagram and some of the other social media, even LinkedIn, people faking and fraud. It's really tough to fake and fraud on Clubhouse. So when we come back, we are going to be listening to our guy, Mr. Kareem. Kareem R. Ellis. We'll be right back on Against All Odds. 
Yeah. Did you know that car.com is a website to connect consumers like you, me, our parents, basically everybody to local car dealers? Car.com helps us find that perfect vehicle. From new vehicles to certified pre-owned, car.com will help you find the best vehicle match. Car.com practically started the online car shopping experience. Peace of mind and finding your perfect vehicle, it's what they do. Car.com, we do the research, you do the driving. Get started getting that peace of mind today at car.com. It's the Against All Eyes Radio Show. Against All Eyes Radio You should show. check out our against website. Eyes Radio Show. Against All Eyes Radio Or find show. us on against Facebook. Eyes Radio Show. Against All Eyes Radio Show. Or Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We even got a YouTube channel. <laughs> hey, first of all, let me thank everyone for tuning into our radio show every weekend. But if you're looking for more interactivity, make sure you download Clubhouse and follow Sean V. Bradley and the Blind Master. We're on every single weekday morning at 7 a.m. From nothing to everything. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the Against All Odds radio show. And as promised, of course, we got Mr. Sean V. Bradley. But we also got the guy, man. This, this He's a daggum superstar. If you've never kind of caught him on YouTube or anything like that, um, he is. Listen, I've heard Les Brown talk about this guy. Uh, if you don't know who what? Les Brown is, I don't even know what shows you. Why you, you? You ain't in the right place. No, yes, you are. I'm joking. But this guy, Mr. Kareem R. Ellis, you are a daggum rock star, man. Thanks so much for hanging out with us and coming up to our show and having a conversation. What's going on with you, brother? How's your week been? Man, first of all, I want to say my week has been glorious. And to hang out with you guys, it's been a, a privilege, a pleasure. And most importantly, it's been an honor. You know, greatness surrounds itself with greatness. Deep calls in the deep. And I'm dealing with some deep folks on this call today. So I'm <laughs> loving it. I'm, I'm energetic. I'm bursting full of energy. And I'm so elated right now. You guys just you just don't know. Yeah. And he's just talking about the pre-show, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just can kick in a little bit before we, you know, came on the air. But, man, I'm telling you, this it's just it's synergy right here. So this is some good stuff. So, um, man, listen, I know Mr. Sean V. Bradley is, like, just pouring full of questions. I got a lot of questions for you because um, I've been checking you out. We talked about your book, GPS, My Success. Um, I'm hoping that that's, like, listen, if you don't have a copy of that book, go grab it. I mean, as soon as this episode is over, you definitely need to go pick that up. It's on Amazon. You can grab it on Kindle. Um, I mean, any anywhere books are, and he's even working on the audiobook version, which is obviously really special to me. Thanks a lot for that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, Kareem, I want to just jump right into this. I, I've said this a long time. I've been I've owned my company for about 17 years, and people are mm. like, oh my gosh, yeah, it, you know, it's amazing. I'm like, yeah, it took me 17 years to become an overnight success. You know what I mean? So you've been doing this for a hot minute as well, right? It's like you look young, but you've been doing this for a hot minute. So does it feel like that like 20 years went by in a blink or does it feel like 20 long years? Oh, wow. So so here's the thing I tell people all the time when you're doing something that you love and that is that is the key to success in anything. If you are if you have to force anything then you, you may be in the wrong field. Mm. When you're doing what I call your God purpose, which is what you've been put here to do, because understand a lot of people spend uh, 40 hours a week doing something that they were never called to do. Mm -hmm. They were never designed to do. Mm -hmm. When you're doing what you're designed to do, it doesn't feel forced. It just feels like you're flowing in it. Success comes easier when you flow. So there have been ups and downs over the last 20 years. But when I look back over the journey, 
I'm going to say 90% was all flow. 90% was all flow. Nice. Well, again, let's let's start with some of the highlights. First of all, Les Brown. I'm curious. <laughs> let's talk about that. How did you get hooked up with Les? And that's that's got to be crazy in itself. Talk to us. Yes. About that. OK, so I'm glad you asked that, because that's the question I get from so many people. I tell people all the time, um, one of my favorite scriptures in the book of life says, write the vision and make it plain. Mm-hmm. And, and for many people out there. They just missed the mark on this. That means when I was put here on this planet, God expects me to have a vision for my life. Now, if I spend 60, 70, 80 years chasing somebody else's vision, that's on me. But what I know right here, right now, we all have our own vision we're supposed to go after. So when I know the vision, the vision allows me to figure out what resources are needed from the journey. So I may need the resource of the right education. I may need the resource of the right connections, right? The right relationships. We know a lot of people uh, get into romantic relationships with the wrong people mm. and, and, and the journey goes to hell in a handbasket, right? Yeah. We know some people pick up the wrong business partners because they're not paying attention to what the vision should properly be. But most importantly, who's the coach? Who's the mentor? Who's the teacher? If you look at any super successful person, first they set the vision, then they find the right mentor, right? So when it came to Les Brown, I knew he was the right mentor. My job was to figure out how do I connect? One of my favorite scriptures in the book of life says that your gifts will make room for you and put you before powerful people. Can I say that one more time? Your gifts will make room for you and put you before powerful people. And so one of the things I tell folks to be super successful, you got to know your gift. You got to know your talent and you got to know your expertise. You got to know what you're gifted at. You got to know what you're talented at. And you got to know your expertise because those key things are the gateway. That's the the magic key. That's the drawbridge that's supposed to put you in front of your game changing opportunity that changes the trajectory of your life. Mm. So with Mr. Brown, that was my game changing opportunity. How I sealed the deal. I use my gift of communication. Tell us the story. So how did you close that opportunity? Like, this is intriguing as heck. Gotcha, gotcha. So there was a a, a program that he had called Master the Mic. Mm -hmm. It was down in in, uh, Florida. And I went down there by faith. I had known that I wanted Mr. Brown to be my mentor. I'm 45 years young. Uh, I have been listening to Les Brown since the age of eight. My father used to play his cassette tapes in the car all the time, right? And so I knew who he was. I knew he was the mentor that I wanted. And so I ended up going down to Florida to compete in this contest called Master the Mic. And I gave this powerhouse presentation that was only seven minutes long. I talked about my two Porsche convertibles, right? I talked about how I like to take the cars and and clean them out myself and and vacuum them and do all the detailing myself. And in the message, I talked about uh, taking my car into the driveway bay, the the car wash bay, and trying to break change to wash the car, right? So I put $1 bill in, four quarters came out. I put the second dollar bill in, four quarters came out. I took the third beat up, crinkled, uh, desecrated dollar bill inside the machine, and it did not kick the quarters out. And so frustrated, I tried to take that dollar bill and feed it into the machine, and it kept giving me that dollar bill back out. And so angry, I began to walk back to my car, hoping I had a set of quarters there. Otherwise, I wasn't going to be able to wash the car. And I heard the voice of God say, go back to that machine and straighten that dollar bill out. And Hmm. so I took that dollar bill, and I began to straighten it out and get all the wrinkles and the creases out of it. And I put the bill inside the machine, and wouldn't you know it, change came out. 
Now, for everyone in the audience that day, I have to tell them the message of the story is not about how God has blessed me to have these two beautiful Porsche convertible cars. The message of the story is not about um, how I like to take my cars and do all the work on them myself. The real message of the story is simply this. There are certain arenas you don't get access to until you first decide to straighten out your life. Because once you straighten out your life, then there's arenas God can introduce you to where he can break you down and make the right change. Mm. And the moment Ooh. I gave that keynote on stage, I caught Mr. Brown's attention. There was a standing ovation. There was an invitation back to the hotel room. And then the mentorship ensued. Now, the reason I'm saying this is because, like I said earlier, there's certain arenas you will never have access to until you understand your God-given gift and talent. When I look at anybody who's super successful, 90% of what got them in certain doors, whether they know it or not, was their ability to identify and master their gift and use it at the right time. Hmm. Absolutely wow. phenomenal. How so, long ago was that that you had the uh, opportunity to connect with uh, Les? That took place roughly about six years ago. Woo, okay. Six years so, ago. And... What would you say, and then I want to transition off of this this topic, but I, I'm just intrigued. What sure. would you say are the key principles and values? I mean, take six years. You know, I mean, like you probably Ooh. invest a lot of time and money, you know, mm -hmm. in that relationship and, and education yes. and being mentored. Give mm -hmm. us the crib notes for a second. What would you say <laughs> is the 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 most mm -hmm. impactful things that you learn from from working with and under Mr. Les Brown? Wow. So there, there's so many nuggets of wisdom, right? Because the thing is this, is being what less, I've been speaking on stages for 20 years, mm -hmm. but when you want to hit a certain level, you want someone who's been there and done that, got the t-shirt, the coffee mug, they got the <laughs> victories, but more important than the victories, they got to defeat the setbacks and the failures. Cause I learned more from your failures than your victories. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of what I heard from less were about the setbacks and the challenges he faced. Less went through racial issues growing up where he was the only African-American speaker in a world that was dominated by Caucasian speakers. And so a lot of times he had to prove that he was worthy of getting on certain stages in front of certain audiences. We've learned stories about how to speak and travel internationally, how not to get burned, how to get that money up front, but most importantly, how to set a proper vision. The number one reason why a lot of entrepreneurs fail is not because they don't have driver determination. They set the wrong vision or better yet, they set a vision that is too small. If you're going to dream, it costs you no more effort or energy to dream mediocre or dream average and it costs to dream big. So if you're going to play in this game at this level, especially after COVID-19 has ravaged the country, baby, you better learn to play big. Wow. Yo, LA, I don't know about you, but I want to stand up right about now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just feeling it. How about you, LA? Absolutely. I told you this guy was going to kill him. Man, listen, Kareem is the boss. You know what I'm saying? It, it really does. Because his analogies are just amazing. He he makes it make sense. If you don't straighten out your life, how can you get the change that you requested? Right? It's just, it's not going to work. Right? And so, no, I'm totally feeling him. Big time, big time. So, and listen, I'm gonna let everybody know right now. I in the in the pre setup to the show, I had mentioned the NSA. Look, <laughs> brother, I don't know how long you've been in the NSA, but you were definitely with your right people. I mean, again, you fit right in. You are perfect <laughs> for the NSA. So, tell me, how long you've been in the National Speakers Association? So, I joined the National Speakers Association. I want to say it's been about roughly around six or seven years at this mm. point. Uh, there were a couple of different organizations that a lot of speakers want to belong to. Um, the difference between a lot of the other organizations, NSA, NSA gives great building blocks of how to create an actual business. 
you know, yes. and that and that's the biggest determination. A lot of folks don't realize why it's so important and such a valuable tool. Again, I'm a strong believer in identifying your gift and talent. I tell people my favorite animal on the planet is a cheetah. A cheetah's known for running 70 miles per hour, but I've never seen a cheetah confused about his gift of speed, right? A cheetah knows it uses that speed to catch his meal and avoid other predators that can take it out. So if God saw fit to give a cheetah 70 mile per hour speed, I got to ask everyone on this on this call today, everyone who's listening to this proper program, um, or better yet, the folks on here that are speakers, the folks that want to be speakers, the folks that want to take their thing to the next level you know what's your gift what did god give you that allows you to run 70 miles per hour and who are you learning how to run mm. 70 miles per hour from a cheetah can't learn to run 70 miles per hour from a lion it can't learn to run from a hyena or an elephant it has to learn from another cheetah mm-hmm. when you're ready to take your business to the right level the right level then you'll find out that joining nsa is the key thing to help you learn how to run 70 miles per hour Man, very, very well put. For me, I love, um, you know, the NSA for the Mm -hmm. peer-to-peer engagements. You learn everything from from tradecraft, from stagecraft, neuro-linguistics. There's so many different subject matter experts within the category Mm. of professional speaking, humor, (laughs) storytelling. It's just amazing. And then... Mm -hmm. The, as you climb the CSP levels and then the million dollar mm. levels, um, it's it's just it's phenomenal. Yes. What would you say? Have you been to like the the, the winter conferences or the mm-hmm. um, you know influence conferences? What would you say mm. is some uh, specific tips or strategies mm-hmm. that you picked up from the NSA? So some of the strategies I'm going to give you are not so much in relation to using them on stage. Because I think that I think a lot of people misread one of the basic tools of growth. One of the basic tools of growth is servanthood. Mm, One of the basic tools of growth is servanthood. So anytime I would go to the conference, one of the things you got to learn to do is you got to learn to tune your ego out. Because a lot of us go there and we got egos because we've been on stages. We got the crowds. We got the masses. We got the social media following. And a lot of times it's hard for us to take our ego and turn the volume down. Right. And then turn our learning hat on, turn our servanthood hat on. So one of the things I love to do is find some of the top notch speakers that are there and seeing how I can be of service to them. How can I be a service to them? Do you need help in the back of the room? Do you need help carrying some stuff back and forth to your car? Do you need some help carrying some stuff up and back and forth between the lobby? You know, can I can I take some information down for you? Does your team need any assistance? Would you like me to go in the back of the room and do a, a testimonial video for the product that you're offering or for the keynote speech you just gave? A lot of people fail to understand the way to climb to the ladder quicker and faster is to learn how to serve first. If you look at any Fortune 500 company, they got to the top because they serve customers and clientele every single day. So if this is what makes successful uh, organizations in corporate America, why do we think the rules don't apply in our own life? We got to learn how to serve first. And Yo, then that LA, opens up the gateway. LA, call the police. He's killing them right now. He's killing them. Get the ambulance. Quick. We need Man, bodies all over the place right now. <laughs> Brother, you are just speaking the truth. Fire, mm-hmm. fire. You know, it's so funny because I got to confess you know, when I first hit the NSA, I was like, I'm Sean yes. Bradley, boom, boom, boom. And you're so mm-hmm. right because, you know, mm-hmm. you have all this experience. But you know what's crazy? Mm-hmm. Especially the higher that you go, mm-hmm. everybody else is a boss or a G as well, too. You know, and yes. sometimes you you have to fall back to be able to learn and evolve. I, I think that mm-hmm. is such powerful, profound feedback. So I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm just I'm picking up some stuff here. I want to put mm-hmm. it together. So sure. I saw Toastmasters International the Les Brown, the NSA, man, 
I don't want to speak too forward, but you are extremely polished, articulate communicator and speaker, yes. but you are also very, very well trained and very, mm. well, very well coached and very well mentored. Mm-hmm. So my, mm. my question for you is this, if mm-hmm. there are people that are listening and they are inspired by the way that you communicate, articulate, you know, speak mm-hmm. and teach, and mm-hmm. they too want to be a professional speaker or educator, mm-hmm. what steps would you say for them to, for, so they could start to polish their career? Would it be finding a coach? Would it be going to Toastmasters? Would it be NSA? Mm-hmm. Give the, 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 the career trajectory advice gotcha. for fledgling speakers. Gotcha. So the very first thing is this, and I, and I always refer back to this. You're going to hear me say it tons and tons of times here on social media. Write the vision and make it plain. You got to see yourself not only as a speaker, but you have to look and fast forward 5, 10, 15, 20 years into the future. The best chess players in the world don't look at the chessboard and look at it one move at a time. The best chess players in the world are picturing what the board looks like five moves in advance. I've already got you in checkmate. Your queen's already been taken off. Your rook's been defeated. The pawns have been wiped out. My biggest mistake as a speaker is I wasn't thinking international. I was thinking local. So I prepared for a local journey versus an international journey. So number one, get clear about what type of speaker you want to be. Even if it doesn't look like it, even if you don't look like you've got the experience, the background, the knowledge, write the vision and make it plain. Once you write the vision, step number two, you got to find the coach and the mentor. That should be the next thing on your radar. Find someone who's been there, done that. Like I said before, T-shirt, coffee mug, success, victories, and most importantly, defeats. And be willing to learn. Be a student of the game. Be a student of the art. Master your craft. And number three, speak as many times as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Understand that money is the reward for solving a problem. The problem with a lot of speakers starting out, they want the large paydays, but they don't even know what problem they're put here to solve. When you master your craft, God will direct you towards the problem he specifically puts you on this planet to solve. And when you do it properly, when you have mastered your craft and skill set, the money will never be an issue. The tap water that the money flows from will never slow down. But I would give those three instructions. Number one, write the vision about what you want to do. Number two, find the mentor. And number three, go out there and do it as many times as possible until folks start to remember you for who you are. Right. Exactly. And that's the whole thing because, um, and you could replace speaking with any other Mm. thing that you want to do in life. I don't care if you want to be a football player, you know, my son, Mm. he's, you know, focusing on playing basketball right now. You know, uh, my godson, he wants to own a restaurant and everything like that. And that's, Mm. I mean, look, it can't be any more simple Mm. than that. Right. You just, Mm. it's steps one, two, three, and anything in between will be revealed to you. Why? Because number one, you created the vision, right? Number two, Mm. like you got that mentor in place that's going to walk you through it man i'm telling you like mm-hmm. there's the, the mentor is the key like so many people yes. don't know that but the mentor is the key because you need someone it, it makes sense right to have a coach have someone who has like you said been there done that can let you know uh, i don't know if i would do that if i were you right kind of <laughs> hold you accountable and then the third thing as you said is to do it as many times as possible because it doesn't matter what you know because of what you read or what you heard man i'm telling you the, listen a great teacher of experience you can't replace that we'll be right back against all odds right after these messages do you have scars stretch marks cuts burns did you just have surgery or you're about to have surgery 
Well, Scarfood is a series of products and creams designed specifically to nourish and repair scars. Scarfood has helped tens of thousands of patients worldwide repair and heal their scars. Follow Scarfood LLC on Instagram or go to scarfood.com and send us a product advice form along with photos and let our scar experts tell you exactly what you need to feed and heal those scars. It's the Against All Eyes Radio Show. Against All Eyes Radio. You should check out our website. Or find us on Facebook. Or Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We even got a YouTube channel. Hey world, this is Sean V. Bradley, and if you need to buy a new or pre-owned car and want to have the best, most convenient experience ever, get full transparency, the absolute lowest price, no stress, best customer service, well, I highly recommend car.com. From nothing to everything. Yo, America, do you hear this? Do you hear this? Man, this is just straight fire. We got a brother on the show right now that is consulting publicly traded companies, multi-billion, billion-dollar companies on, on information that's going to help them do more, be more, and achieve more. And he's on this show right now trying to you know, drop some knowledge to help you get to that next level. So Kareem, come on, talk to the people. Uh, from my understanding, man, you're doing some profound things right now with the elite of the world, right? Mm. But this, this hasn't always been this way. You've been through some, some difficulties. You've been challenged, yes or no? Absolutely, man, absolutely. And, and I tell people all the time, the challenge is what I call the rite of passage. In order to be great, you got to go through something. I don't care who you are. Even if you got a silver spoon in your mouth, there's something you're going to go through. So my leg of the journey, I call it snake bitten. That's the chapter I call snake bitten. And what that means is simply this. Uh, back when I was 26 years of age, I'm 45 now, um, I came out of a really, really rough, rocky relationship. And unfortunately, uh, the relationship left me homeless. <laughs> it left me homeless. I was literally sleeping out of my car for roughly three months on the days I could get away with it. The job I worked for, I would park out in the parking lot. I'd wait till around midnight for the cleaning crew to turn off the lights, symbolizing they had cleaned the third floor. I'd use my access card. I shimmy on up the back steps. I'd make my way to my little computer terminal and I'd make a pallet right under the computer terminal and take a nap right there. Set my alarm clock for five in the morning, hit the bathroom, wash up, get the little cold out my eyes hop down and sit in my chair. By the time my boss will walk in at six o'clock, my boss will be like, Ellis, that's why I like you. You got gumpto. You're the first person to arrive. And I go, you have no idea. I've been sleeping here literally all night. <laughs> wow. The, the issue being is this, was I was forced to go back home because I couldn't keep sleeping out of the car. So at the age of 26, I moved back home. I had all the debt in the relationship in my name because I was the older and I had all the credit. Um, I could not afford the bills, so I owed everybody money. Bank accounts getting shut down, credit cards shut down for being over their limit and being behind. Uh, the car got repossessed. I hit a state of depression so low that I felt like it would be easier just to cancel my life out and leave the planet. I mean, and, and, and there's some people listening right now where they've been there. So let me tell you why I call this portion of my journey snake bitten, because what I've learned is this. If I'm out in the Nevada desert and I'm, I'm out, I'm out jogging. Right. And I don't pay attention. I, I lean up against 
a rock trying to catch my breath and a dangerous rattlesnake comes out of the crevices and, 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 and locks onto my arm. I've got seconds to make my way to the hospital. I've got mere seconds because as I'm sitting there waiting, that venom is coursing through my, my, my central nervous system. It's starting to shut stuff down. So I got to get to the ER as quickly as I possibly can. And when I walk in the ER, that doctor is going to ask me two things. Number one, why are you here? And number two, what type of snake bit you? Why are you here and what type of snake bit you? And the reason why that's so important is in the order for them to save my life, they can't give me any type of antivenom. They have to give me rattlesnake antivenom. So for those that are not initiated to this, let me be clear. The way you create antivenom is you take the venom from the host snake, you mix it with the antibodies, and that creates antivenom. The thing that blows my mind the most about this, Sean, is the very thing that could take my life, the very venom from the snake that bit me is the same thing I need in order to save my life. So what I learned was simply this. The way my life turned around was every challenge I went through, uh, losing the job, being homeless, um, lo uh, losing, the, losing the car to repossession, owing everybody money, feeling like I had low self-esteem. Uh, letting myself balloon out of shape and gaining about 30, 40 pounds, hitting uh, chronic stages of depression, right? What ended up happening was that very snake that bit me and threatened to take my life. When I received it on the opposite end, I understood that I became the, leave, the living, breathing epitome of antivenom. That means it was my job to take the journey that threatened to take me out and then walk around and help others that were going through the very same thing. Why this is so important, because you've got a bunch of listeners that came out of COVID-19 and they've lost jobs. They've lost relationships. They've lost loved ones. There's folks that have two or three college degrees, but they were told last season they're non-essential and they don't know how to make ends meet. There's some folks right now that's going through chronic depression. We know divorce rates are at an all-time high. So you got some stuff that some stuff out there, some folks out there that's gone through some stuff and going through some stuff, and they don't understand why God allowed them to go through it. To you, my friend, I say you are walking, talking, living, breathing anti-venom. The issue being is when someone gets bit by that snake. How long are you going to let them wait? Because we know time's of the essence. The longer that venom stays in my system without an antidote, the greater the chance I'll die. For many of you out there, the reason why you are survived and made it through in this season, because it's your job to take your story, your experience, most importantly, your setbacks, your flaws and your failures and make a difference in this world for 2021 and beyond. <laughs> absolutely 100 yeah. percent. so i you know i hear you telling these stories and kind of just you know walking people through you know how to change their situation and i listen i caught it i caught it 100 percent. you mentioned relationships right and that's not something that yes. we you know really talk much about because you know sean's been married 14 years been great 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 mm. he's had you know challenging relationships he doesn't really talk a lot about it here um but you you talk about relationships you don't shy away from that at all um mm. can you talk about you know how to make sure um that someone is kind of matched up right how, how, like in the in the right uh <laughs> you know because listen sometimes you know you you in the wrong um match and you talk about this even like using kids toys am i am i telling the truth absolutely absolutely and this is so crucial and because i'm biblically based with my with my wisdom and my knowledge we gotta understand something you know, when Adam was created in the Garden of Eden, you know, God gave him a choice to take a look at everything that he named and say, pick and pluck. And he looked at God and said, there is nothing that caught my eye. <laughs> there is nothing with two legs or four legs that caught my eye. So God put him to sleep, removed the rib, and created Eve. And he looked at Eve and said, I, I like what I see. We, we good to go, right? So it lets me know that when Eve was created, she was not just created as a helpmate, but she was part of the vision. 
before mm. before and this is for the men out there. I, I don't want to offend anybody, but for the men out there listening, be, before Adam had a mate, he had a vision. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we do this backwards. We try to go get the mate and we don't have a vision. Then we get the vision and try to force the mate into the vision and it falls apart because we picked, we, we made the wrong selection because we didn't have the vision in place. Right. It goes back to write the vision and make it plain. Meaning, what am I here to do? When I look over the journey called my life, because I'm happily married now, I've been married for a little over a year. We said our, our due last year during Corona 19. Uh, a brother one trying to be a brother one trying to be cuddled up in quarantine by himself. <laughs> <laughs> but what I learned was this. The relationships are designed, number one, to show you ourselves. Whenever you get in a relationship, it's a reflection of who you are. You got to pay attention to how you handle it because it shows you yourself. But number two, the key to picking properly is knowing what's my vision. If I knew my vision was to be a world-class motivational speaker, if I knew my vision was to be a powerhouse entrepreneur, that means my selection process should take all those things into account. Mm-hmm. Too often we make our selection based on a 36, 24, 36. We make a selection <laughs> based on six-pack abs. We make selection built on a, a, a warm smile, right? Or how a person looks. But not one time have we said, does this person line up with my vision? Because if I pick the wrong person, not only am I in trouble, but the vision is in peril. Mm. Yo, let me tag in on this one. Wow, Ella, I'm going to go in two different directions because you just, just wow. Okay, let's go with what you just said. It's Mm -hmm. funny you say that because I believe in the whole laws of attraction manifestation. What LA was alluding to is I was married before Mm -hmm. and it didn't end well. It wasn't Mm -hmm. very, you know, she wasn't Mm -hmm. very supportive. And thank goodness it was before I started my companies. Mm. But I swore to myself, I would never get married again. However, (laughs) if I did, I began with the end result in mind. Yes. I basically had a vision of the ultimate, you know, wife. Uh, This person was going to be an incredible, um, you know, woman for for my daughter because I had a a daughter from the previous previous marriage. So -hmm. she'd have to be great for my daughter. She'd have to be uh, intelligent. I couldn't be with a dumb person or like an unarticulate or lazy person. She'd have to be able to keep up. She'd have to be funny. She'd have to be smart. And I just had this whole list. And what's crazy uh, to everything you're talking about is my wife, Karina, you spoke to uh, on, the, on our, in our clubhouse room. She yes. personifies each and every one of the bullet points. And part of the reason why we have 11 companies, three multi-million dollar, one eight-figure business is because we live and work together for the last 14 straight years. If I didn't mm. have the right partner, there's no way that I would be able to not only do what I do business-wise, but be happy and, and be able to uh, you know, be a great dad and great, you know, person that I, I feel that I am. It's because of that partnership where, you know, we counterbalance each other, we support each other. So you are speaking such wisdom, but I do want to go back before I turn it back over yes. because I, you said something in your story and I want to dissect this because this is something that touched my, my soul personally. Mm-hmm. You went through a tumultuous experience at one point where you were questioning if you wanted to still continue on this planet, correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know if you know this or not, but that woman I was just talking about, my ex-wife committed mm. suicide five years ago. Oh, wow. She left my, mm-hmm. uh, my daughter's now 20, but when my daughter mm-hmm. was 15 years old, 
Mm. She left this planet leaving a trail of devastation. Mm. And so I want to just say, I am so glad, you know, mm. uh, for multiple, you know, reasons that you were able to find the strength to, to persevere and, and stay the course. Cause look at you. Mm. There's yes. so many people that are in a crisis, a situation, and I can't, I can't articulate how they must feel. You know what I mean? Yes. But I do know that, uh, again, as long as you're breathing, you have an opportunity to fix it, you know, it, but when you leave this world by mm. your own hands, there's mm. nothing to do. There's no undoing that. And to you, my brother, the fact on, on a, on a, on a business level, let's start there, which is sure. a little bit, and then we'll go deeper. Okay. The fact that you are, are working with multi-billion dollar organizations, publicly traded organizations, influencing, you know, tens, thousands, hundreds, thousands, millions of people, however, whatever your audience is, you're influencing and you're impacting the lives of so many people. But if you chose to end your life, you would have never touched all these people. And in a split yes. second, the world and the ripple effect of your essence would have never been felt. And so mm. I want to use you as a visual, you know what I mean? To everybody listening, listen what this brother has done and accomplished, you know, mm. on a, not just an economic level, but on an emotional, motivational, you know, uh, heartfelt level. But if he chose to not continue that would have never happened. So I, I pray that if you are feeling despair, if you are not feeling like this is, you know, the right, you know, place for you and you don't know who to talk to, find somebody to talk to. There's tons of, you know, people that will listen because you are important. And, you know, again, just reconsider right or wrong, brother. Do you agree with what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, you said brother, so you get, both of us got both of us got to chime in. I'm going to say absolutely. Um, one of the things I want people to understand what helped me out the most was I asked God to give me a vision of my life. And I, I keep going back to vision because everything revolves around vision. Mm. The reason why it was so easy for me to contemplate taking my life, because I had a, a less than stellar vision of what I was going to achieve while I was here. Um, I'm very, very open with this because I, I, I feel like we deal with so many cases of suicide um, on an annual basis. In fact, they say the suicide rate has gone through the roof during COVID-19 because so many people have been trapped at home. The things that make someone feel valuable, important, the job, the job titles, the relationships that come to an end have been taken away. And many of us lock our value in the titles that we have or in the money that we own or in the vehicles that we drive. And God says, I put you here for a deeper purpose and calling than that. So in my story, um, I remember the night I was going to make the decision to do it. I remember sitting there sleeping on the sofa I didn't have room for a bed. And I remember tears streaming down my face, crying out to God saying, if you could give me one reason, just one, why I should stick around, give it to me tonight. Because if you don't do that, my mind is already made up. And that night as I went to sleep, I had one of the most vivid dreams I've ever had. The dream had me at my own funeral. So one of the first things I did was I had to check and see what they put me in because, you, you know, you can't you can't bury somebody that, you know, your ghost clothes <laughs> is what you take to the afterworld. Right. 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 <laughs> put me in something nice. I don't want to be in the afterworld, you know, wearing something raggedy. And then number two, I have to check the audience because certain people better be at my funeral. You better show up front row and be boohooing. But then the thing that got me was there were so many people in the audience or in the in the pews that I did not know. I didn't know who they were. And so I remember asking God, who are all those people? And he didn't say anything. He took me outside the church. When I went outside the church, I saw the parking lot was just 
chock full of cars. People were trying to fight over spots. There was a line going around the block. And I said, I'm confused because I don't know this many people. Where did all these people come from and why are they here to see me? It says, this is the amount of people I'm going to allow you to impact on your time while you're here. This is why you need to stick around. I'm not done with you yet. Everything I've taken you to is for purpose, on purpose, by purpose, with purpose. Right now in this season, I'm knocking you up for purpose. And whether you know it or not, you're getting ready to give birth to something great. For anyone out there that's on the fence thinking, I've lost it all. That person's walked out of the picture. I don't have a reason to live. I've been diagnosed with something that I don't know how to rebound back from. I want you to understand that all this is doing is gearing you for your purpose, the reason why you've been put here. And understand, any woman to tell you that when it's time to go into labor, before that baby comes, before that crowning starts, before that water starts to start to break, You'll feel a labor pain, right? That labor pain is a sign that the baby's on the way. For many people listening to this, the labor pains have been the loss of the job, the loss of the relationship, uh, the loss of financial status, you know, the loss of your, your, your virility, right? Your ability to go out there and be who you are. Some of you guys are going through depression. Those labor pains are showing you that whatever God has inside of you, he's getting ready to give birth to, it's on the way. But in the labor room of life, all you got to do is just push. That's it. All the doctor tells you to do is push. You can't stop the process. Just push your way through your pain. Something greater is going to be on the other side. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's what yeah. I'm talking about. I, I just, that's, our, that, that's all me and Elliot are saying on our side here is like, wow, <laughs> damn, that's crazy. It's just, you're just a very, very, I love the way that you paint the picture um, just so articulate and eloquently. <laughs> Do you ever think, though, that if, like, look at what you've accomplished and the people mm. that you've influenced since mm. that, that date that you just described? Like, mm. is it not mind-blowing that if you made a different decision, all of this, your wife, all this would have never manifested? Absolutely. And it's, it's accountability. It's accountability. Mm. The, the thing is this, and this is what I want everyone to understand. In the game of football, the only person you try to tackle is the person holding the ball. Mm -hmm. That's it. The only person you try to tackle is who's holding the ball. The, also, the other thing I've learned from football is if I want to cripple the team, I got to go out to the quarterback. Because most of the times the second string quarterback is garbage. That third stringer ain't going to get it. If I could take out the first string quarterback, the game's in turmoil. Whether people know it or not, you're the first string quarterback of your life. If I can blitz and hit you where you're not paying attention and take you out, everyone else on the team may suffer. That Super Bowl championship may never happen. If I can take you out. So you always got to put in perspective that your life was always designed to be bigger than just you. It's a bigger picture than you. There's folks you're going to come across five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, and they're going to be blessed because you assumed your position in your rightful place and you did what you were designed to do. Oh my goodness, that's what I'm talking about. You are the quarterback of your life. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, don't play the back seat. Listen, this is the show. And we will be right back with more. Did you know that car.com is a website to connect consumers like you, me, our parents, basically everybody to local car dealers? Car.com helps us find that perfect vehicle. From new vehicles to certified pre-owned, Car.com will help you find the best vehicle match. Car.com practically started the online car shopping experience. Peace of mind and finding your perfect vehicle, it's what they do. Car.com. We do the research, you do the driving. Get started getting that peace of mind today at Car.com. Do you have scars, stretch marks, cuts, burns? Did you just have surgery or you're about to have surgery? 
Well, Scarfood is a series of products and creams designed specifically to nourish and repair scars. Scarfood has helped tens of thousands of patients worldwide repair and heal their scars. Follow Scarfood LLC on Instagram or go to scarfood.com and send us a product advice form along with photos and let our scar experts tell you exactly what you need to feed and heal those scars. Hey, first of all, let me thank everyone for tuning into our radio show every weekend. But if you're looking for more interactivity, make sure you download Clubhouse and follow Sean V. Bradley and the Blind Master. We're on every single weekday morning at 7 a.m. From nothing to everything. Yo, I got to tell you right now, Kareem, I I am so impressed. I just said off the air that I love me some professional speakers with passion and substance. So I'm sitting here just, you know, like, wow, like you are a very articulate, very passionate speaker with profound substance. So again, I just want to thank you for for your wisdom and your knowledge. But I do have a question for you, brother. So let's sure. say there's people that are listening to this and you've, mm-hmm. you've sparked something in them, but they're hurting. You know, mm. they're depressed, they're beaten mm. down, they, they're brokenhearted because of, you know, the relationship they're in, they're getting mm. abused at work, you know, they're getting taken advantage of, and they just don't feel like they can, they can breathe, they feel, they feel desperate, they feel cut off. And I know before mm. you said, you know, uh, find a vision, I mean, they can't even get to the vision because they're dreaming. Mm. So gotcha. what do you say to the people that are in a desperate mode where they are just so frustrated and exasperated and just beat down. Okay. Well, that's, that's a great question. I'm glad you, you segue back into that. Um, I'm gonna give them five GPS success principles that they can apply right now to transform the trajectory of their life. And for someone that says, man, I, I get the vision part, but I'm so stuck like Chuck that I can't figure out where to grasp my vision at. Number one, I'm gonna tell you to change your surroundings. And I know we're gonna talk about seed stuff later, but understand in order for a seed to grow, it has to be planted in proper soil. See, the problem with many of us, we're, we're planted in a toxic environment. And if you plant seed in toxicity, the seed will never grow. So for many people, you got to change where you're planted at. That means you got to hang around some positive, upbeat, uplifting people. Jim Rohn said it best. He says, your life will mirror that of the five people I hang with the most. So if I can't see my way clear to a vision, maybe I need to change the people around me if I have not changed the people around me. So number one, I would start there. Once I've changed the people around me, now I can change my vision because I got a better viewpoint. The problem is what T.D. Jake says all the time. He says, you know, in his Animal Instinct book, he talks about the difference between seeing things from a turtle perspective versus a giraffe perspective. A giraffe can see from the tops of the trees where a turtle can only see at ground level. Too often we're in toxic situations where we can only see things from ground level where the giraffe gets a wide horizon scope of everything that's going on around. So the giraffe see hope in a better, brighter day where the turtle can't see anything but what's directly in front of them. So when I change my people, I change my viewpoint. When I change my viewpoint, I change my reality. When I change my reality, I change my vision. And with a changed vision and a changed mindset, now I understand that hope is available and all things are possible. (laughs) Mic drop. (laughs) Again. Mic drop. Again. (laughs) 
Fire stuff, fire stuff. So, no, when you talked about that, you, you said, you know, we are a seed, mm-hmm. right? And most people don't really yes. realize that that is the, the, the case. And everything in mm-hmm. life, I mean, you know, in the book of life, as you said, you know, it's like seed mm-hmm. time harvest. So I know yes. even for me, right, I'm like, man, I feel like I'm this great individual and everything like that. But for some reason, I just haven't quite reached where I wanted to you know, where I want to be at in life. So, you know, mm-hmm. can you, can you speak to that person a little bit and about the, the, the seedness of their life? Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So I, I know they can't see me right now, but I'm actually holding two acorn seeds in my hand. He and what I've learned her. is this, <laughs> <laughs> I just caught that. What, what folks got to understand is this, the, the, the acorn seed is not confused about what it's going to turn into. There's no confusion. There's no confusion. One of my favorite Disney movies of all time is The Lion King, right? And there's a a musical number in there where a young Simba sings, I just can't wait to be king. Mm -hmm. The big cosmic joke is this. He's already a king. He's just in seed form. Can I say that again? He is already a king by lineage. He's born into it. He's just in seed form. He just has to mature into what he's designed and put here to be. Uh, No seed manifests overnight. So when I understand what the seed is supposed to be, this is why it goes back to vision. If I don't know what type of tree I'm supposed to grow into, there's a chance I may never plant my seed. If I don't know what type of harvest I'm supposed to develop, there's a chance I may never plant my seed. So first of all, I got to be clear on what I'm designed to do. I got to be clear about what I'm designed to be. The easiest way to do that is check my gifts, check my talents, check my expertise, and then check the things I'm passionate about. Because if I know where my passions lie, my passions are the shadow to my purpose, which is the thing I've been put here and uniquely qualified and designed to do. I tell people all the time, I didn't accidentally walk into the speaking arena. I've been running my mouth all my life. My senior year, I was voted most talkative. It's the thing I got in trouble for the most, right? I so I it. always was a, was a powerhouse international motivational speaker, but I was just in seed form. Mm-hmm. In order for a seed to develop, it has to, number one, it has to be planted. So I'll tell everyone listening to this powerful broadcast, number one, you got to plant yourself. And you got to make sure you're planted in the right soil. See, the problem with many of us, we're planted, but we're not planted in good soil. We're planted in a job, and that job has nothing to do with our gifts, our talents, our expertise. And so until I make the decision to dig my seed up and replant it in the proper field, I'm never going to see the benefits, the blessings, the success, the opportunity, or have the connections I'm designed to have when I'm properly planted. So number one is identification of the seed. Number two is proper planting, right? Number three is growing strong roots. We already know that the the livelihood of a seed is when it begins to transform and a a, a shoot comes out of the ground, but the, the roots begin to anchor into the earth. Why? Because that's the crucial part of the seed. When that tree begins to grow, if it doesn't have strong roots, anything can come along and knock it out. That means that whatever I'm designed to do, I have to embed some deep roots in it. As a child growing up, my father used to hate dandelions. And it wasn't because they weren't pretty or beautiful. Dandelions had deep roots, right? Dandelion roots would grow so deep in the earth that if you just pulled it out of the ground and didn't get the roots, the dandelions would grow back. I'm not an advocate for weeds right now, but I'm telling you, you have to have strong roots on whatever it is you're going after. The most successful people on this planet have planted their seed and grown deep roots where when life comes along, 
when challenges come along, when divorce comes along, when the finances don't look right, when the money is funny, when you're not seen and being received the way you're supposed to be seen and received, it's those deep roots that keep you anchored so you don't take no, you, you don't sit back and take a no for an answer, you'll hang in there long enough to receive that yes. When people say you've been doing this since 2007, the reason why no one could pull me out, because baby, I had some strong roots. I was anchored and loyal to the game, right? So That's I have it. to have strong roots. But then the most important thing is I got to be watered and nourished on a regular basis. That means in order for any tree to grow, it's got to be nourished. It's got to be watered. And the second thing I'm going to say is trees go through a cycle, right? They go through a cycle where they lose dead leaves. Let's talk about this for a second. Let's do it. Because with some of the people out there, they're not aware of this fact. When we hit fall time, every tree out there begins to lose those dead leaves. Why? Because the dead leaves serve no purpose. Mm. In order for me to grow properly in the spring season, I got to let go of those dead leaves in the fall. I've never seen a tree bend down and pick up those old dead leaves from fall <laughs> and springtime, hold them out to capture sunlight and water and continue to grow. Dead leaves serve no purpose. So understand as you grow through the process, there's some people, places, and things you're going to have to let go of in the season. Some of you guys let go of jobs that no longer serve you in, 20, in, in 2021. Some of you guys let go of relationships that no longer serve you. Some of you guys let go of uh, investment uh, opportunities that no longer serve you. Why? Because there were dead leaves that needed to fall off to make room for that new growth in your spring season. Ironically, we're doing this broadcast and it's the heart of spring, right? Now, here's one more thing I'm going to say before I bring this to a wrap on this on this little particular part of the nugget of message. Um, I've never I've never seen I've never seen a tree bend down and pick up those old dead leaves and discard them. I've never seen it. Right. Because we know leaves are biodegradable. Facts about it, if I let those leaves sit out there long enough, they'll decay and become fertilizer for that tree in that next season. See, for some of you, the situations and challenges you went through, it's not even for you to discard or do something with. Mm. Some of you are supposed to walk away from the lesson learned and, and, and make no mistake, it has to be a lesson learned, but it's not about you covering up or trying to hide it or disguise it or discard it because it's fertilizer for you in this next season. The best way to grow is to learn from your situations, your setbacks and your challenges. Every successful person has dead leaves. The best of us know how to turn those dead leaves into fertilizer in our next season rather than try to discard, bag them, and hide them like they never took place. And then the last thing is simply this. Understand that when you are in full blossom, you're designed to create a harvest. That means that harvest is bigger than just you. I got an apple tree in my backyard right now. Here's something I've never seen, Sean. I've never seen an apple get ripe and fall off that tree, hit the ground, and that, that tree looks down and says, man, I sure am hungry, bends down, grabs that <laughs> apple, and takes a juicy bite out of it, right? The apple is for everyone who comes along on the journey that needs to be fed. So when I look at your success, Sean, when you planted your seed and you grew this magnanimous business, right, you are getting a chance to partake of what's going on, but people are eating off the fruit that you planted, right, the seeds you planted, so you would become a blessing to other people out there, right? That is the key to success. We got to understand something, that as we grow, the job is not for us to eat up all the fruit we produce. We're put on this planet, and we're blessed to be a blessing to other people. So if you want to grow successfully, be part of that, be part of that transformational challenge. Be willing to create a hard where you are very, very creatively helping to feed other people. Oh my goodness! Listen, let me yeah. tell you, Sean I said buy in the this beginning. Book right now, I'm Sean, like, all right, listen, I'm listen. getting this book right now. <laughs> so I, listen, again, LA, LA needs the audio version unless you have it in Braille. But again, no, tell them again. I'm gonna get it. Listen, so the I'm, book is GPS for your success. Can you tell GPS my success. GPS, GPS my, my success. success. Can you mm -hmm. tell them a quick synopsis? 
Korean absolutely. Absolutely. So the book itself is about how to write vision and achieve results. So we teach five core principles and GPS, my success will run through them very quickly. You heard me say it before, set the vision. I look at a GPS like the world's greatest vision machine, write the vision and make it plain. A GPS is useless to you decide where you want to go. So when you wake up in the morning, what address goes inside your life's GPS? Principle number two, you got to move with clarity. If I put an address in the GPS, it gives me crystal clear instructions of what I should be doing on a regular basis. The opposite of clarity is confusion. If you're not achieving dynamic results in your life, nine times out of 10, it's because you're moving in a spirit of confusion versus a spirit of clarity. Confusion always means no when it comes to programming the subconscious mind, right? Mm -hmm. Step number three is being well-connected. We know GPS works on a Wi-Fi connectable technology, meaning that if I put an address in the GPS, it pings a cell phone tower, that tower finds a satellite in outer space, and as long as I got that trifecta connection going on, that GPS will give me instructions of anywhere I'm trying to get to. So the question being is this, when you're chasing your goals and dreams, who do you strategically need to be connected with? Who's the coaches? Who are the mentors? What organizations? What YouTube channels? What powerful radio broadcasts should you be listening to like this right here on a regular basis, right? What do you need to punch into, be dialed into like Clubhouse and be connected with that's going to help you get to your fantastic finish line? But the opposite of a connection is a dead zone. And we know dead zones are places you go to and you lose your signal, you lose your way. Some garages are dead zones. You're on the phone talking, you go three layers down and the cell phone cuts out. There's times you can drive through certain parts of the city. And as you drive, you can lose your signal, and lose your way. So who, what and where are the dead zones you are encountering on a regular basis? And what do you need to do to get back on track? I don't know about you, Sean, but for me, sometimes family and friends have been dead zones. When it came to chasing my goal and dreams, sometimes that nine to five job that was gobbling up 40 hours a week was the dead zone. It was standing between me and the goal and dream I'm going after. Principle number four is to be able to recalculate. And what that simply means is this. If I'm driving somewhere and I make a wrong turn by accident, my GPS doesn't cuss me out, doesn't call me names, doesn't make me feel bad. It simply begins to recalculate alternative routes to get to my original destination. It doesn't say call it quits. It doesn't say go back home. Some of the folks listening right now, they thought COVID 2020 was the season that shut them down. And I'm saying, check your GPS, baby, and see if it's telling you to recalculate because there's always more than one way to get to your finish line. We saw a lot of organizations shut down in 2020 and didn't make it, but we saw some of the best and brightest explode from the heavens like a phoenix from the ashes, and they're killing it in this day and age. Why? because they knew how to recalculate and get to the finish line. And then last but not least, you got to check the history log. If you check your history log, it lets me know where you've been spending your time, and that lets me know what you're going after in the past, present, and most importantly, the future. That's a wrap against all odds. Hey world, this is Sean V. Bradley, and if you need to buy a new or pre-owned car and want to have the best, most convenient experience ever, get full transparency, the absolute lowest price, no stress, best customer service, well, I highly recommend car.com. Do you have scars, stretch marks, cuts, burns? Did you just have surgery or you're about to have surgery? Well, Scarfood is a series of products and creams designed specifically to nourish and repair scars. Scarfood has helped tens of thousands of patients worldwide repair and heal their scars. Follow Scarfood LLC on Instagram or go to scarfood.com and send us a product advice form along with photos and let our scar experts tell you exactly what you need to feed and heal those scars. 
Did you know that car.com is a website to connect consumers like you, me, our parents, basically everybody to local car dealers? Car.com helps us find that perfect vehicle. From new vehicles to certified pre-owned, car.com will help you find the best vehicle match. Car.com practically started the online car shopping experience. Peace of mind and finding your perfect vehicle, it's what they do. Car.com, we do the research, you do the driving. Get started getting that peace of mind today at car.com. You're listening to WORK Radio. The only place success comes before work is in the dictionary. The Against All Odds Radio Show comes to you every week from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. If you have a question about the show or would like the chance to become a guest and share your success story, we would love to talk to you. You can reach us directly at 856-546-2440 or email us at Against All Odds Radio Show at gmail.com. This program is a presentation of Synergy Records, streaming live coast to coast and downloadable everywhere podcasts are found.